awkward silence after we start <laughs> recording. <laughs> Maybe no one will notice. <laughs> if only there was a way to edit that out in post-production. Hmm. Mm, we'll we fix- should j- just put a podcast up where no one says anything and to see if anyone knows <laughs> no one would notice us because uh, no one no one listens to our podcast so it really if two podcasters record in on the internet but no one listens do they make a sound <laughs> i'm gonna say no yeah maybe not speaking of tweaking audio in post that that first episode of the bad batch we get a uh, <laughs> Caleb Doom, aka Kanan Jarrus, as he appears on Star Wars Rebels. And for some reason, they have the same adult voice actor voice the little kid version, but don't tweak his voice at all. And it just comes out kind of weird and. Oh, seems... I, would, I, I haven't seen Rebels, so I wouldn't know. Uh, from what I remember, it didn't bother me a ton. But I'm sure if you had recognized his voice from elsewhere, it, it, like if he was like if he was like Owen Wilson or something, <laughs> um, it would probably <laughs> disturb me. Yeah, it was just like you hear it's like you hear like an adult man's voice coming out of you know like this little kid. And it's like, <laughs> uh, guys, this this kid, this kid looks like he's 13 years old. I don't know if his voice should really be this deep yet. I don't don't know about Hola. this. Hola, <laughs> me llamo Jedi. <laughs> me llamo <What>? Jedi. <laughs> Me, yeah, he never, he never, he never comes back. Oh yeah, that's true. He that's actually that's not one of the recurring themes of this show is sort of like throwing you new characters and like don't worry, we'll never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. They had to run off so that way they can do their own TV show with him. Oh, that would be hilarious if every <laughs> single character gets their own s- spinoff. I mean, that's basically what it feels like with the Mandalorian. We're getting. What are we getting? We're getting Ahsoka. We're getting Boba Fett. We're getting yeah. a um, we. Oh no no no! They canceled because they Cara Dune was getting her own show, Knights of the Old or not Knights of the Old Republic, but just like Knights or like some sort of Republic, New Republic themed. She was the one that got fired. Yeah, right? she got fired because she said something mean about Democrats, even though Pablo Pascal said uh exactly pretty much the same thing but about trump a few months before that but he's fine because it's okay <sighs> that's this is the political situation that we live in these days so this is how democracy dies <laughs> the thunderous applause <laughs> uh, in the words of our beloved padme yes but uh whatever i mean it wasn't you could argue it's gross to like you know compare things to the nazis because it kind of is but like yeah. Also, people do it all the time, and so it's kind of, should she have really been fired from a TV show for saying something on her personal Twitter account like that? I, yeah, no, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um. But anyways. Yeah, moving on from politics, we're here to talk We're talking about, about Rika and Hunter and Iku and <laughs> Teak. And Omega. Omega. The Omega show. And Crosshair. I, I really hope she meets a guy who <laughs> falls in love with him and, and calls him Alpha. Alpha. That that might be a little creepy if we had... <laughs> I mean, technically they say that Boba Fett, they do mention offhandedly that Boba, his clone ID is Alpha, which makes sense. Oh, you're right, yeah. Um, yeah. 
but so I guess they went through the the whole alphabet to get to Omega. Well, what's funny uh, is they're the only two pure clones. Like yeah. apparently, they're the only two like unaltered or whatever which... because they're not they're not enhanced to be Jurassic Park dinosaurs. I mean, uh, yes. grow quicker. Yes, exactly. And they can't they, they can't change their sex or something except Omega is a female. So like uh, what they're clones. They can't like open doors or anything. <laughs> They're learning. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I watched like four episodes yesterday, yesterday, and today I watched like five or six episodes. Wow. So I wa- I kind of crammed them all. So we should probably clarify. Did you, so did you watch all of them or did you just watch the ones oh, that okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So I only watched the select episodes that you gave me. The, well, you sent me uh, – other Paul here sent me a text saying, hey – um, I didn't know if I was gonna have time to watch all the episodes because I had watched the first episode when it premiered, but I, and I I had watched the second episode as well. Um, I forgot that, but then I hadn't watched any. And I'm like, we should do a podcast on it. I was like, okay, and um, well, we we came up with the genius idea that what if I just watched like the essential episodes to the season, um, and then because Paul had other Paul here had already seen all of the the episodes, um. And so that's what I went with. I only watched the episodes that you told me were were um, essential. Yeah, because spoiler uh, alert um, for our review, there's a quite a few episodes of this show that just are very very fillery that really didn't have to be in the show. In my personal opinion, I guess. Do you feel like you missed anything? Like, did, were there any gaping holes when we were watching that you were like? Oh, no. what, where did that come from? Like, no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch the episode where Sid was first introduced, but mm-hmm. I got, you got the the picture of who she was, pretty quickly. Yeah, like, oh, she's the person they're doing bounty hunter things for. Okay, done. Yeah, um, I had the episodes that I skipped. Um, some of them actually, I I wikied like the plots just to see if I missed anything. Um, but like all that to say, like the episodes that were essential to the plot were actually like pretty good mm-hmm. um i thought they're i thought it was like like the on the ryloth episodes were really good cad bane that was a pretty good episode i still think he's a guy that totally needs to die <laughs> but uh, um just someone kill him already um there was a moment where he was like he was pushed out the window and he started falling and i got really excited i'm like oh he's gonna <laughs> die and then he like had, of course he's got little shoe jet packs why uh, which, why do you want cad bane to die so badly i'm curious just because he was introduced, I forget what season of Clone Wars he stole. The first time we saw him was when he stole the, um, whatever those things were called. Was it the first time we saw him was the Holocron, or was it when he takes the Holocron. Senate? He takes the Senate hostage. I can't remember which one comes first. I was I was gonna call it the Horcrux, but that's a different <laughs> franchise. Uh, Harry Potter for anyone that doesn't know. Um, yeah, Cad Bane also hops in the Harry Potter universe and just is like. That knowing it's, guy in every uni- he's in Lord of the Rings, he's in Narnia, he's uh he's in Game of Thrones. It's, it's when Loki just... freed the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> now there's <laughs> and, yes, and, like you see that Cad Bane pop up like Harry Potter, and then Loki walks in. <laughs> like what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my! Maybe word, if Cad Bane know. shows up in Harry Potter, he can just win because you know guns are just better than anything. Muggle muggle weapons. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I don't like Cad Bane just because, like, he he was super annoying. Like, he, like realistically, when 
him going up against like a Jedi, like multiple Jedis on multiple occasions, he should not survive. But he does, and he just because he's cool and he has like a cowboy hat and he has like a toothpick in his mouth. He's like, ooh, he's like the uh, best bounty in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, and like mo- like Anakin Skywalker can't like kill him. Like, okay, sure. And anyway, he just keeps showing up, and you know he's gonna keep getting away just because he looks cool, and it's like. You're not even like you are not even an, like an essential person to like the Star Wars franchise. Like you know, Boba Fett. That's like classic Star Wars. You can't you know like. But Boba Fett died. Well, no, he didn't. No, they brought that's him right. back. It, yeah. yeah, they brought him back. Of course, of course. But he's like an no essential. He's essential. He's an essential <laughs> figure. Yes. Um, Cad Bane. Like, who are you? You're an animation. Like, just, just, just. You know, you need to die. Yeah, he's, that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and I he's, love. He's too good. And he gets away with too much. I love the Clone Wars, but I do... I kind of have this rule of Star Wars because Star Wars canon is kind of messy sometimes. Just like any giant franchise's canon can get it's probably pretty messy. The, I think it's the most messy honestly, that I've seen. Honestly, so I'm, I'm a Star Trek fan and I love Star Trek. Star Trek, like, really screws its canon a lot. Like, <laughs> it's kind of hilarious sometimes how... And part of it, like, was because TOS was a really corny show that was made in the '60s. TOS is the original series for non-Star um, okay. Trek fans. Um, the, you know, the first one with Kirk and Spock, whatever. And so, like, it was made in the '60s, and they had a really tight budget, so they were just kind of like working with what they had. But that kind of meant that, like, you had some really weird episodes where it's like, oh, what do we got? We got like some, I don't know, we got a copy of the Constitution. Like, what if, what if we go to this planet? And there's, like, a different version of America somehow just existing on this alien planet somehow. What if we did that? It's like, this is pretty strange. Whatever. <laughs> like... Well, it's like, like the first Batman show, right, was that really kind of corny... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably insulting all the Batman fanatics out there for not knowing. Um, the Adam West but, show, uh, right? Adam West show, yeah, like that was a pretty like light com- comedic Batman, and all of a sudden you move from that to like the Dark Knight. You're mm-hmm. like, whoa, okay, what happened here? <laughs> but at least with that, it's like you're, it's like a reboot. You know what I mean? It's like okay, yeah, that's a different yeah. version of the reality as opposed to in Star Trek, where it's like in like the newer Star Trek, like they referenced like you know Captain Kirk like as a historical figure and stuff like that. It's like so, wait a second, so how does that line up? <laughs> with what we're seeing now i think warp yeah. 10 like warp 10 means like eight different things depending on which episode of star trek you happen to be watching it's like it's either like you go so fast you go back in time you like go so fast that you occupy a superposition of all points in the universe simultaneously like you you go like it, it's like it's just but it's not consistent the ultimate, at all. The, the <laughs> ultimate warp ten. The ultimate warp ten is you get to solve that math problem that you can't figure out in front of you, right? From your high school homework. Well, then there's a different episode where they go warp thirteen and they just totally just skip past. <laughs> that it. needs to be that needs to be like a that needs to be like a, a, a family a Family Guy version of like Star Tech, like the the PETA, the PETA Enterprise. Like, <laughs> like I can't fi- can't figure out this mathematical problem we're going warp 10 to figure it out <laughs> there it is <laughs> if we could just change the course change the time stream yeah oh well <laughs> yes anyway this is now a review of star trek as a franchise overall <laughs> not the bad batch um, um <laughs> bad batch I, star wars canon i was saying that uh 
TV show canon, like Star Wars TV canon, I feel like is the B canon. The movies are kind of A canon, as much as I hate to say that, because I really wish the sequels were not canon, which there is a fan theory that John Favreau and Dave Filoni, who are kind of the creative minds that are starting to take over Star Wars, are have a secret plan to, like, retcon the entire sequel trilogy, which, you know, it's, like... Uh, I'm not going to complain about the sequels, sorry. We're, we're already off track of the Bad Batch, but <laughs> anyway. They're mostly good, I should say. The first one's mostly good, and then after that, things start to happen. I actually... I The Last Jedi is like a guilty pleasure for me, but then The Rise of Skywalker is just... It is what the it is. The Rise of Squawker. Yeah. Yeah. The return... Because Palpatine never dies, because no one ever dies in Star Wars. No one ever dies in Star Wars. Um, back. Yeah. Which, there's actually... Uh, in the final episode of this show, we see Mount Tantus. Or at least we're pretty positive it's Mount Tantus. Which is uh, the place where... The one they bring the one Kaminoan scientist to, oh yeah, like and we just see it's like a mountain, and I think I'm not sure if that's the same place that they were it's uh, like, raiding. It's in... like the land version of Camino. That's what it looked like. To yeah, me. <laughs> and we're not sure. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Mount Tantus or not, but that would be a reference to that'd be a bit of a reference to um, Heir to the Empire, which it Mount Tantamount. It wouldn't surprise me. If maybe the maybe it's just they're setting up for future seasons of the Bad Batch because there will be they've confirmed there will be a second season of the Bad Batch because of course there will, and so maybe they're just setting up for that. But it's also possible that that facility is going to play a part in later, um, you know, other shows that are set. F- yeah, later because Mount Tantus is a Imperial cloning facility. That's technically what it is. So that could be something to do with you know the whole. Palpatine nonsense if they decide to go that route. Um, it would be cool to it would be cool to see um some kind of overarching theme like story <laughs> with Star Wars. Like the the main episodes as in the movies, um those are like three separate arcs almost. Um mm-hmm. but like uh you could say one through six or one arc. You have um, the story of it's it's you sort of have two arcs and it's the story of Anakin and the story of Luke, but it's also the whole thing is also the story of Anakin because it's his yeah. fall and then being evil and then redemption at the end. But obviously, the last um, three are mostly focused on Luke's story. Yeah, the last three seem to be like a separate thing. Like it would just be nice to see. Like it's it's kind of cool how they're starting to make sense and tie together the whole mess that's the Star Wars universe. <clears throat> um, but. Uh, it would be nice to see some direction because right now, like the Bad Batch, the last episode just kind of ended, and you're like, okay, yeah. Um, it didn't really. I I'm not really gonna complain about it. I don't think it was a terrible ending. It was just kind of like, well, that definitely was not a um, cliffhanger. I, you, they could literally like go anywhere. Yeah, um, it's like an it's like another. It feels like a slightly incomplete story to me. Like it feels like there was. And part of it is so the there's the show is not about anything. That's part of the problem. Is I shouldn't say it's not about anything, but it the Bad Batch don't really have a convincing or like they don't have an objective that really like grabs you. You know, it does, it's there's not like a mission overall. Like they kind of have like oh what's our next job or whatever. But like you have to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't have an overall mission. They're just surviving. 
And, like, that's fine, and that's fine for a little while, but it would be nice if they, you know, actually found their purpose at some point during the 16 episodes that we got. Yeah, that, that was a lot of episodes of to just kind of be meandering. I think they, they do have a lead with, like, like joining Rex's cause. Like, they're slowly, like, considering it. Um, right. So that might be eventually a purpose. And, of course, um, I hope that if that happens, there would be, like, a... A reason they're doing things as opposed to like hey we're gonna do like you know like generally good things across the universe and maybe kind of contribute to the rebellion or something and maybe but like it, so it'd be nice yeah it's just it'd be nice to have some kind of direction because 16 episodes was a lot i didn't even watch all of them so <laughs> um it, that is a lot to go through i think some tv shows um do it well where they have lots of episodes where they're, they're they just kind of they're kind of standalone things and they don't contribute to the overall plot and um like there's um an episode in avatar the last airbender like that uh, i think it's called the tales of boston say and it's just kind of a nice episode because um it just kind of shows you that the creators love the world that they created um and they're just kind of you know having a good time in that universe um so i feel like tv shows can do a good job of creating episodes that don't contribute to the whole plot like i haven't seen anything of naruto but i know there's plenty of you know non-essential episodes in that whole franchise um anime but um yeah i was just like it really sent this season of bad batch something like a kind of joyride to like star wars just like hey you know i feel like star wars has always been about like it's it's not been a so much about like you know, amazing story as it's been about like hey we want to see like uh people use laser guns and we want to see spaceships and explosions and like th that was kind of the whole idea like when star wars like a new hope episode four or whatever first came out it was like people were just so blown away by the effects and the things you could do um and that was that's what made it a classic so i feel like something innate to the whole star wars universe is just this idea of like let's just go to space and enjoy you know like it's like the idea of clones it's like people like clones everyone loves clones because you know they're clones yeah, you, <laughs> did, you clones? did have lovable characters in the original trilogy as well and i think that's a big part of it too is you have these characters that we could actually sort of get on board with and root for and i feel like that, yeah. that was a bit lacking in this the, the characters felt mostly underdeveloped like that's fair because luke is a very um safe easy to get behind hero like he's a pretty typical hero yep and then han is you know um, the cool guy that you're like that guy's cool i'm on his side <laughs> you yeah <know>? yes yes <laughs> um and yeah, this was really kind of like I felt like they're kind of wrestle. They're trying to wrestle with like deep things in this series. Like at the end, um, with how what um, Crosshair decided to do and the whole revelation behind what was going on there. It's like you know, it's like oh, you know, we're trying to find our purpose and we can't help but to be ourselves. <laughs> like, well, you have a point, but you know, it'd be nice if there's a story here. Yeah, and that was part of why, like the the conflict in the show didn't feel as meaningful because crosshair you know he's like hey i'm working for the empire and you know this is my purpose but like the other bad batch members they're just like the empire just doesn't seem good so we're just not gonna work for the empire and but they don't want to work actively against the empire either so they seem just kind of on they just seem kind of adrift is the main problem like it's almost funny that like the empire 
And to be clear, it's probably like not like a big objective, you know, because obviously whenever you see the Empire in Star Wars, you're only seeing a small part of it because it's a huge galaxy spanning bureaucracy. So it's not that like, lasts like 30 years. Yeah, it's not it's not <laughs> like the Empire. It's not like the Emperor himself, though, is like, oh, the, the bad batch must be found at all costs. Yeah. You know, we don't see Darth Vader. Like, I was actually almost surprised. Like, I figured as many other cameo characters they threw in, I figured by the end we'd see Lord Vader come strolling in to personally destroy Kamino or whatever. Okay, um, and I'm kind of glad that we didn't. <laughs> Uh, because I'm sure he'll show up eventually if this show keeps running for, you know, a while. Like, it would surprise me. Like, there's a good chance he'll show up in season two, and if he doesn't show up in season two and this show gets, you know, three or four seasons, I'm sure he will appear at some point. Um, but I'm glad mm. that they didn't shoehorn Darth Vader in just to be like, look, it's Darth Vader. You know yeah. him. I feel like this this episode, the season's strongest... What was most interesting, I feel like what this show really had going for it was just an inside look at to, from the clone's perspective about the Empire and how that all went down. Because mm-hmm. um, that was really the kind of fascinating part from the get-go, I think, is like, you know, we've never we've seen before Order 66 and we've seen after Order 66. We've seen very little about during 66 or immediately after Order 66. Yeah, that was the cool part of um, this show was to explore that sort of unseen and, time period of Star Wars. Yeah. So it started out like the first episode was like that. It was very interesting because you got to see all that, and then the majority of the season was like not really wrestling too much with those issues or seeing those things because you're like, hey, look, the Bad Batch doing fun, cool things about the universe. Um, but the season ended uh, kind of back on the same note it started with, and I, I kind of like, like there were like some hardcore nostalgia vibes in those last few episodes. <laughs> it was almost almost equivalent to. The last um, season, um, okay, it felt very similar to how the Clone Wars season ended, end of season seven, uh, with like you know Ahsoka and Rex and the giant star, and the uh, the Venator falling from the sky, and all like you know, like it was just it felt like, you know, it's a fun kids show, but all of a sudden it got like pretty serious and like oh man, like no one wants to see clones like leave the scene and like become bad people and kind of disappear, and then the this season episodes with uh, this season episodes, haha, this season concludes if we're doing spoilers with um um camino being destroyed which i didn't know if that was canon already that camino was destroyed by the the empire they From just kind of got out of the... i saw online like it seemed like people were not expecting it so i'm guessing okay. and this is part of why again star wars canon being i say i divide it into tiers where you get like movie canon is a and tv is b and then comic books and novels I kind of put a C, but I almost also put as just <clears throat> total nonsense, not canon at all, like no one cares. <laughs> because like the TV shows do not care at all. And the same with the movies. They do not care at all about following the books, which is totally fine, like in my opinion. Yeah. Like and I'm sorry if that really bugs a lot of people, but like I and I'm a person who's read quite a few Star Wars books and enjoyed quite a few of them. But like do tell your own story like i don't i don't need to see like the exact recreation of the thrawn trilogy on screen like i'm good i read that story like and it was cool but like now i I don't need to see like that exact story play out again so i'm sure there's a bunch of star wars fans that are like oh but in the book camino is still around for whatever it's like fine whatever like Mm -hmm. i don't know what to tell you but yeah, Camino getting destroyed is a. I think that's new canon as of this show. 
So and yeah, that was um that I feel like that whole thing was very well done. Um, with like there's a shot where you see the main like central hub of the city, Camino, falling down, and that kind of reminded me a lot of the picture of the Venator falling through the sky at the end of season seven of the Clone Wars. Like it was almost like a not it definitely wasn't a perfect parallel parallel, but it really kind of felt the same. Like this big hunk of space awesomeness, you know, whether it's a ship or a city, and just falling down burning being destroyed like an age gone by mm-hmm. and it was just sad like even like the, the 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 tv show even gave you like a few moments to look around at all the empty facilities in camino with like nostalgic music and you were like oof not ready for that um so that was kind of done well i think showing mm-hmm. how you know this age is done and over with and it's time to move on to other things and it's kind of like well, that's kind of sad because you kind of really feel with the clones where it's like what was all of this for anyways and it's kind of feels very unsatisfying because it's like well we're the empire and like what are we fighting for and now it's all just destroyed and it's now all we're just it's all just and, for palpatine's own glory yeah and just his yeah. seeking of power that's the whole thing of like you know who won the clone wars it's like the reality is like everyone lost the clone wars only one person won the clone wars palpatine won the clone wars mm-hmm. There was yeah. never going to be a winner. It was just always going to be Palpatine. And, you know, for his own personal, you know, the Sith, the Sith desire power above all else, you know, which yeah, you could say is a, you could say is a like one dimensional thing, but also like, I mean, there are obviously a lot of people who have existed in the real world that are pretty much just all about their own power and they don't really care about like who they have to have disappeared or anything else to accomplish that so i mean it's the pursuit of you know absolute control is definitely a thing that drives a particular subset of individuals um and so naturally if you have government on a galactic scale someone's going to want to control that Mm -hmm. whole government as well um and the sith you know the sith just love power i guess it's just their thing the desire to be more powerful so mm-hmm. but, yep yeah um and there, there are other things with the whole star wars universe that i generally don't agree with like anakin's character and how he becomes darth vader like that honestly doesn't strike home with me like it doesn't like darth vader and anakin seem like completely different individuals and like i don't see how logically one would follow they the seem like different individuals did. if you've watched the clone wars yeah like if you've yeah. seen the prequels only like he seems so Part of it is because Anakin is written not the greatest in the prequels because the prequels overall are not written the most convincingly. <laughs> yep. um, you do see obviously like some dark moments for him in the Clone Wars, yeah. but yeah, it is they maybe made Anakin a little too good, and like they, they should have shown him being good in the Clone Wars because then at least you like can empathize with him and you can like it's more tragic. But, like, maybe they should have made him a little more bad, too, so that way you see the conflict within, you know, yeah. the character and be like, oh, there's good to him, but there's also this bad and darkness. And and you didn't, yeah, you didn't even have to make him bad. You just had to show how, how like, unstable he was because the whole time, like, the whole idea of, like, I feel like Anne Erickin, uh, Erickin, I don't know what I'm saying, Anne, <laughs> Anakin, I think I was trying to, I think I tried to say Aragorn, Aragorn, <laughs> Aragorn, 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 no, um, wow, Anakin. That is, like, a trope of, like, individual that we see all the time in pop, like, American culture. It's, like, this 
young, on fire dude, super skilled, um, but like he's kind of a hothead, and uh, he's like the most powerful, but he's kind of a jerk. Like you see that all the time in like modern like American I don't know anything film, and so you didn't really get that in the TV show The Clone Wars. Um, I don't know why we're talking about this right now, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I don't know how I got into that tangent. Well, because but, it's Star uh, Wars, and Star Wars is just a all-consuming spaghetti of just everything mashing into itself. Yeah. That's I guess if I'm gonna offer another critique but also like something nice about the show i don't know it depends on the episode is the amount of cameos is hilarious uh we have <laughs> episode two we get cut laquane who shows up in like two episodes of the clone wars i think and they're consecutive episodes they're not even like he shows up once and then shows up. is that the chick with like the weird haircut no cut is the uh he's the deserter clone oh yep 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 okay. um and so he's he was like the first clone we saw like that you know wasn't all about he's like hey we're basically slaves yeah. um <laughs> like we never had a choice to fight for the republic we were just created mm-hmm. and told that like this is what we had to do um but yeah so cut shows up i that episode felt largely unnecessary to me if i'm yeah two, two wasn't unnecessary yeah like, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, Hunter thinks he needs to get rid of Omega because, you know, they can't raise her. Um, Typical. And then realizes they should. But, like, <laughs> it just felt very, again, it's like it felt like a kind of unnecessary episode or maybe you could have done it differently. Throughout this whole series, Hunter is always the one, like, he says something. Yeah, he's supposed to be, like, the smart guy and the leader, but, like, he says something and everyone's like, no <laughs> and then by the end of the episode he's like okay yeah like that happens so many times you know he's a leader because like, he learns he knows how to take advice <laughs> i guess so sure there you go <laughs> um but i mean what's cool about that the good the good thing about that episode was it shows us like the empire taking over i guess because it's like oh y'all need to get this like id code and you can't travel without it you know it just kind of shows this totalitarian government you know, saying, yeah. hey, you need this thing and we need to see it all the time if you want to travel or get a job or whatever, um, which I'm not going to comment on things going on in the real world uh, right now. Um, but <laughs> it was a funny. There was a couple moments in this show that I was like, this is Disney unintentionally being conservative because we also have mm-hmm. the um, we have the rescue on no it devil's deal. The, it's the yep. first episode on Ryloth, and it's like, this is the episode where Disney explains why gun control is bad. Yes, <laughs> I had that thought. <laughs> uh, yep, I had that thought. Deal with the devil. Um, those episodes were really good, by the way. Yeah, those were the best episodes, Ryloth. in my opinion. Okay, F- funny, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I really like seeing the whole Camino being destroyed. Just cause, I don't know. I like those episodes, too. Yeah, those but, were good. Um, funny moment with... Um, the Ryloth, Ryloth episodes is so those Ryloth people are basically French, like yes. their accents. Yep. Um, at first, I was like, is it Arabic or is it French? I'm like, okay, it's definitely French. So I'm like, what if I um, switch on like the French, like have them be talking in French, uh-huh. just to, like I don't know, kicks and giggles. So I am like, okay, I enjoyed that, and I put it back on English. Well, somehow the TV flipped it back on to French. 
without me doing it. So I don't know what happened. But basically, it was it was one scene was English, and then the next scene was French. And it was funny because it was when they were in the prison cell. Um, I think this might have been the rescue one. But they're in the prison cell, and the Imperial dude walks up to the you know the prison cell and he's talking to them uh through the little red laser prison cell door thingy mm-hmm. and uh he starts like he just starts talking in french i'm like <laughs> wow so he I'm, I'm like maybe this is some kind of weird like maybe he's just talking he's showing that he can talk their language on ryloth oh. and the people in the cell are, like talking back to him <laughs> and the subtitles are in english and so i'm like wow so the disney is telling you like, like okay that's kind of interesting but then it keeps going and i'm like okay wait a second so i go on i see that with the french it was translated for french like, the voice actress sounded so similar i was like oh my gosh that's really funny i, I was like that, that's kind of really lame that disney just made them right off people speak french yeah they're like just like there's the other alien languages in star wars <laughs> and they're like do you think we should make a language for Ryloth? No, just have him talk French. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Why would they not? Like, yeah. I mean, everyone else talks English. Like, so they start talking in French, and the TVA show up. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, this is uh, unacceptable. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. I love that because <laughs> it fit perfectly with the scene. Like, the bad guy is showing that he can get on the level with like the good guys. Like, that's right. I know your language. And I was like, wow, okay. Oh no! That's, like this sounds legit like French. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's French. Because <laughs> like this, the English subtitles came up, so I thought like that was like Disney Plus being like, or like you know, the creators of the show being like, "Hey, we, this is the alien language. We know you can't understand it, so here's the English." But like, so I, I just bought it for the first like 10, 15 seconds, and then I was like, mm, "This is off." Yeah, those are my smarts kicked in. <laughs> the smarts—they finally showed up. Wait a second. Hold on. Just a moment. Yeah, that I mean, those were really good episodes, and ironically, the first one has the Bad Batch in it for about 30 seconds. Um, it is an yeah. episode of the Bad Batch, which contains almost none of the Bad Batch. That's a good point. It felt very much <laughs> oh. like a Clone Wars episode in that sense, because it's like, you know, it's just it's telling a different story. Like, the Clone Wars didn't tell the same character yeah. story all the time it was like oh we're gonna see what mace windu is up to now or yeah like you know yeah. it's, it's gonna jump around to different points of view characters different episodes um and this show was pretty much followed the bad batch except for devil's deal which we like i said barely see them in like one scene um but it was good yeah no, that, those were really good episodes and i liked them specifically because it's what i would have liked to have seen more of in the show maybe which is like more of exploring what it actually means when the empire is taking over and like why is the empire bad and yes. because that's the thing about star wars where it's like in the original trilogy we didn't we didn't really have to like see the empire being bad we actually i mean we do because they blow up alderaan so it's like hey, oh yeah these guys are bad um they just killed all those people but like yeah we're just kind of told like the rebels are the good guys and the empire is the bad guy or the bad guys and this fight's already been going on for a while and, like, so we're just jumping into the middle of it, and so we just kind of get that information dumped on us. Like, Rebel's good, Empire bad. And it's like, cool. Yeah, sure. Like, buy into it. That's fine. Um, but then, like, you know, if you're going to explore more and explore different parts of the universe and expand on it, it's like, well, I guess at this point, yeah, we do kind of have to do a better job showing, like, well, why 
is the Empire, like, bad? Like, you know, I mean, we, like, they kill Alderaan eventually, but, like, were they always bad? Is Tarkin just, like, a really bad dude? Like, yeah. Um, it would be that, that would have been a fascinating approach to this be like okay now why because the clone like the bad batch themselves are like you know if it's if they're willing to enough like if if it causes crosshair to split with this team that he like brothers with like it must be a pretty significant reason why you are staying with or staying or um separating from like the empire um it would have been fascinating if the whole season was spent on figuring out why the empire is like bad because you know we see t- at times that the republic is kind of oppressive yeah um, that's, yeah um and so th- then um so like you can't just show the empire as being like generally oppressive because it's the same as what the republic before. was kind of but we see the republic being i don't know corrupt and we see the republic like it's the it's the episode of they never they don't explore this side of it that much but there's the episode of the clone wars it's actually four episodes like the darkness on umbra arc where it's um the clones are invading this planet and it's basically like star wars does vietnam it's like a really horrible the jungle planet and they're fighting mostly what's like different about that episode is they're not really fighting droids they're fighting the native living population who are allied with the separatists and they're basically fighting like a guerrilla war against Mm -hmm. the republic and so even though like the main focus of the episode isn't really on that it's on like a different thing that's going on with the clones and the jedi that's leading them which it's a good series of episodes but like that's sort of what's going on in the background is like well what happens when you know the republic's fighting these guys that uh you know, this is the population of a planet that clearly doesn't want to be a part of the Republic. They're willing to, like, die to not be part of the Republic. Like, it's not like there's... We don't see any battle droids with them. It's not like they're, like, conscripts being, like, forced to do this. Like, this right. is something they appear to be doing, like, fully of their own free will. Well, and also, joining, this if is they've, their if they've joined, Like, this is their... If they've joined the Separatists... Yeah, but what I mean is, like, they're not, like... It's not like there's, like, battle droids standing behind them, like, forcing them to shoot, you know? It's like these guys are out on patrol on their own, you know, conducting Mm. their own operations independently of the droid army. And it's like, this is their planet, too. Like, they're defending it. The Republic are the ones invading it, trying to conquer it. So it's like, uh, you know, hey, who's... who's, Who has the moral high ground here, exactly? So... Mm. Uh, and would you see yeah. more of that during the Clone Wars? We see different Separatist planets where it's like, hey, we just want to be independent. Like, and it's, if we go all the way back to Episode 2, you know, we, uh, like, Chancellor Palpatine's like, oh, I won't let this Republic that will be, that has stood for a thousand years be split in two. And then, like, he's basically, like, saying, hey, like, if, if they, if they secede, we're going to war. And it's like, well, you could just let them secede, technically. And then obviously you could be like, well, the Separatists would probably just invade. And, like, maybe they would because obviously, obviously, like, Palpatine has a whole plan the whole time. What? But, but like, let's say that, you know, wasn't the case. And, you know, clearly there was all this independence movement happening for a while on these outer rim planets. And Palpatine just is kind of taking advantage of it and kindling it like you know yeah probably the most fascinating thing about star wars is its politics 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like yes. like honestly, Star Wars has that going for it. Like the original, like the episodes, like the Clone Wars. There's some interesting. The there's some interesting stuff. Like it, it can be done poorly, but it can also be done very well. Uh, different. So ways. what if the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch all had this very political kind of like, not like you know contemporary politics, but like you know political, like we see in the prequels with you know. Um, different senators, you know, like fighting against each other and people having their own plots and agendas. Like, that would be kind of interesting. Um, and then the Bad Batch, you know, because at the heart of why the Empire is evil is because it's run by the super evil Sith guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, so if, um, just like, you know, why was Soviet Russia, like, bad? Well, if you trace it down to it's, like, the guy leading it and the ideology behind it, like, both of those are pretty corrupt. Um so, um, if the Bad Batch had a similar thing, where maybe throughout the seasons they realize like who's behind this Empire thing, anyways, and they eventually find maybe they, you could run into Darth Vader. Then that way, be like, oh, it's bad because it's run by the Sith guy who's corrupt. Mm-hmm. And you can get into the whole like, why are the Jedi and Sith? You know, why did all the Jedi die? Like, there's never like any like idea like um, concept of the clones being. Hey, so what is this whole Sith Jedi thing going on anyway? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, the vibe you get is just like, hey, let the Jedi do their Jedi things, and no one really cares. But like, hold on, let's look into this, and like, why are they even fighting like this? Um, that would have been fascinating. That could play into like showing Darth Vader eventually. Um, of course, that doesn't happen. But another thing is like with Star Wars, like the, I wasn't super excited about the Bad Batch coming out, just because the whole idea of clones, like people like clones, not because of you know their clones but they like the clones because of their armor because they look cool <laughs> um and they're like these you know these intense like com like comrades and brothers in arms and like the bad batch was like they're different than that they're like these special guys they got attitudes um like when people want to see clones they want to see the white clone troopers you know mm-hmm. they want to see those guys do things um so this it would have been cool if they did a tv show about those but of course, you have to give the the clones some kind of personality if you're going to do Which a TV show. They off do them. a little bit in the Clone Wars, but yeah, of course, in the Clone Wars, they also kill off most of the clones that they kind of give yeah. personality to by the end of the show. Except um, Echo, Echo, and then which obviously he's in the Bad Batch and doesn't really get much character development this season, unfortunately. And then, like I guess, none of them really get much character development. Like Hunter and Omega get the most, and even them, it's not. <clears throat> that much um but yeah the who do we have we have rex gregor that like i don't know i mean like we see a few people it's just most of the clones that we know we really don't actually get a whole lot of screen time with most of them like you know fives is dead we got a lot with fives jesse's dead um I'm trying to think of like who else like like, a lot of the clones that we spend time with in the Clone Wars who get the most screen time are all dead. Yeah. Which, I mean, is part is, of... Is Cody still around? Cody's still around, but, like, he's... Which would be interesting to see him, because he's working for the Empire, you'd think. Yeah. You know, he obviously, as we know from episode three, just, like... I love I love the memes of, like, comparing Rex and Cody reacting to Order 66, because it's, like, Order 66 gets issued, and Rex crying like fighting it with every bone in his body to not shoot ahsoka like managing to like get out a few words to give her the hints 
that she needs yeah. to like solve this before he finally you know can't do it anymore and starts like shooting at her like and then you have cody like execute order 66 and he's just like shoot him (laughs) (laughs) um yeah my opinion of like the whole clones in general how they did the order 66 is pretty lame they had Um, to though that's the thing like no i think they could have done they did not have to do the chip i feel like the chip is a cop out it's like of course there's some computer chip i mean they did a good job with it they did they um but like they what they really could have done is like the whole time if you you know the clones you think they're they're on your side mm-hmm. um, because they're super lo- super loyal and you, you kind of take that for granted like yeah they're gonna fight with me because they always fight with me but like what if they didn't even need any chip but the whole time like they were they were like super shallow like soldiers well they're just gonna I think the do problem is and like like and he, they don't realize that until the order comes around and then it's this really creepy eerie like, I think you could oh my have gosh I was that. wrong about them I think you could have done that but then I think the problem then gets into like but what about the clones that we see having like cool relationships um, yeah you couldn't have Jedi. you couldn't have you'd have to change you couldn't the have a ton of that. show like that's that's the yeah thing. so it, that's um yeah, that would be a huge change, but I think that would be really cool. You could have a few clones that are different, like mm-hmm. like obviously the Bad Batch. And you could do there are a few clones that have personalities. You could have done a thing where I've heard it discussed. I think maybe you even brought it up, or maybe it was somebody else I know. Um, I can't remember. I talk about Star Wars a lot. It's hard for me to remember exactly which conversation. Uh, pretty sure it was me. <laughs> yeah, me. I was you sure. Where uh, <laughs> uh, you could do it where you have like. Anakin, like, part of what's good about him is that most of the other Jedi, like, that we see in, are really pretty detached. And that's actually kind of shown as being bad. Like, that's yeah. part of why the Jedi fall apart at the end of the day and why they're really not doing their jobs super well anymore is they've gotten so, like, aloof and kind of detached from, like, everyday problems. Like, and they don't really understand regular people anymore because they're all these weird, like celibate creeps that live in a temple and like are supposed to have no emotions and so you could have it be where it's like well actually like anakin and ahsoka are like some of the only jedi that actually form like good relationships with you know their clone troopers and then it makes a little more sense because like well anakin falls to the dark side so the clones don't have to kill him like right and then ahsoka you could have you know you could still have it where you know rex you know does the thing where he like doesn't want to kill her but maybe the other clones that don't have as a director relationship with her you know are like oh rex is a traitor and so is ahsoka you know we got to hunt them down so you could have still done it it just would have been like slightly less you would have had to like make do a point of showing that like most of the other jedi are pretty callous like and that their yeah. clones are just kind of you know they let them just kind of do their thing and they take them for granted yeah like and maybe you could have been like you know anakin you know maybe at first rex was kind of shallow but like as that could have even been like a comedic thing like trying to like be friends with this person and show them what they're capable of because they probably don't know that they're capable of human interaction because they are humans Mm -hmm. um and so like being shown that and learning like manners and learning like you know uh, manners outside of the military and then just personality that could have been a fun um idea with it but you know it's easier to not do that so yeah (laughs) the way they did it worked like the way they did it it did you could say it's a little it's a bit of a cop-out it's a little cheesy but they did what they did what's 
interesting about the show that they don't explore much. I'm sure they'll explore it more later, but like we have Captain what's his name on uh Ryloth, the one clone commander who totally does, is not acting like any of the other clone troopers are. Like he's acting kind of he's not in opposition to the Empire really, but he's kind of like bending the rules and being like, yeah. yeah, I don't want to get you guys in trouble. And it's like all the other clones that, you know, their ships activated are just like kind of mindlessly just kind of doing what, you know, they're just follow, good soldiers follow yeah. orders, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it'd yeah. be interesting to see like, wait, what's going on with him? Like, yeah. Why? He gets his own TV. He gets his own TV. Yeah, show. he gets his own TV show too, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but like, that's never elaborated on. We just see him being like, you know, this isn't like right what we're doing. And then a few of his troops are like, yeah. And then they get arrested, and then we just never see them again. Actually, what was interesting was, so when the clone army was first, like, ordered in the drive-thru, just kidding, when it was first ordered by that, it, they were made secretly by that one Jedi. I forget his name. Sifo-Dyas. And he anticipated what was going to happen, so he made he had that clone army ready. So does that mean like the all like the first generation clones wouldn't have the chip in them? No, like, because really Palpatine? it was it was actually Palpatine's plan all along. They just kind of used Sifo-Dyas to like. Oh my gosh! Do... Of course it was his plan. Yeah, no, Palpatine controls everything. Uh, everything that happens in Star Wars is actually secretly Palpatine, like behind the scenes the entire time, <laughs> using the yeah, Force to like it's like you know things, um, like Ray like kills him and his last words are it is exactly as <laughs> i have forced <laughs> i'll see you in the next trilogy <laughs> oh, that's unfortunately probably true um, <laughs> but yeah palpatine's behind everything it's the at least they don't they don't explicitly spell out that Anakin was created by Palpatine, but they kind of imply it, or maybe they imply that it was Palpatine's master what? technically, because he's like, oh, he could even influence the midi chlorians in such a way to create life. Oh, I, I never had put that together. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, but like at least I don't know. Hopefully that means it's his master. Maybe not. Not Palpatine, but I don't pull, know. Pull a star, pull a Star Lord here and back. Like, well, I'd just say I prefer things the old-fashioned way. Yeah, exactly. Making people more, the old-fashioned more way. fun that way. But <laughs> uh, yeah, we've talked about this for a while now. But I guess yeah. To summarize, um, the Ryloth stuff is the best because it's got moral complexity to it you've got cham and he kind of understands that the empire is not great but they don't seem like that bad and it's like that tragedy like i love like cham like you feel for him because he's this resistance leader that you mm -hmm. know fought the droids when they occupied ryloth you know we see him in a, several clone wars episodes and we eventually see him later in rebels too but like he's a tragic character because he's been fighting for years right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. his people were oppressed and now like the republic liberates them and 
the Republic becomes the Empire, and he's like, oh, like, you know, maybe it's okay, like, maybe, you know, the war's over, really, like, I'm sure the Empire will be alright. Like, he wants to mm -hmm. believe, he wants to believe that the Empire isn't evil, because, like, yeah. he doesn't want to fight forever, like, and you, you don't want to fight forever, but, like, yeah. he, like, it's, again, it's this tragic character of, like, oh, it's, I'm sure it'll be alright, but then it's, like, no, it's, man, like, I'm sorry, like, and he just, again, it's, like, that's, like, the tragedy of a lot of what goes on in Star Wars, is, like, oh, maybe the war's finally over, and it's, like, nah, it's, it's not, like, you have the most horrible war ever, the Clone Wars, that engulfs the galaxy, and then that just gives rise to this horrible, oppressive regime that also engulfs the galaxy mm -hmm. for 20 years, uh, and then I guess you technically get, like, a brief period of mostly peace, sort of, before the First Order shows up. Yeah, you but, get, like, a, a week of peace or something. Yeah, before, like, all the nonsense goes down, but, yeah. like, you feel bad for him, and you understand the moral plight of, like, understanding that maybe, like maybe you sh he shouldn't be going along with the empire but like he really doesn't want to keep fighting and then it's like well well crap like i guess mm -hmm. like this i really have no choice and you know then we see him you know 15 20 years later in rebels and it's like yeah he's still fighting like this this poor man has been <laughs> fighting his entire life because he just wants to be free uh but these imperialists keep trying to you know claim ryloth's resources or whatever so like i i guess that's why I like ryloth works the best for me um but then the bad batch you know they never really have quite that level of like moral dilemma which i kind of wish they had i wish there had been more i wish it maybe had taken them a few episodes to decide to like defect from the empire yeah. so, so that way we kind of forced it into one episode yeah like it would have been nice to see a little more of like a wait we're doing what like because they just kind of do one mission where they realize that mm. they want that the empire wants them to like execute a bunch of people and they immediately leave and it would have been maybe nice if they had kind of stretched that out a little bit where they actually yeah. they do some missions for the empire that aren't that aren't so just obviously war crimes at first they're just a little sketch and maybe they yeah. get worse slowly and they're like oh like this seems a little not great guys and then yeah. have that slow realization of like hey these people it's not just like oh we got to do some policing action so people you know accept the new order isn't this great we're bringing order to the galaxy finally after years of war like it sudden sudden like slowly goes to like hey it just kind of seems like we're now the ones who are occupying and you know we've the only thing that's changed here is that the boot on the citizens necks is like a different color than the one that was before it's a clone boot instead of a droid foot so right yeah yeah so that's my that's what i would have liked to have seen more but overall i mean if you just watch the highlights um I'd say episode yeah. one is good, episode three is good, and then episode six, seven, and eight? Um, one of those 
one of the ones you sh you recommended to me, I felt like was still unnecessary. Like, yeah, there was like there was like something that important that happened at the very end. Was it? But, it was the uh, was it the one where they remove all their chips? No, it was before that. Okay, so I don't remember which one it was, but yeah, in general, um, it starts off bad batch starts off really well, great momentum, um, good start, but then it quickly just kind of like falls into like meh. And then by the end of the season, it picks up pretty well again. Um, all in all, I, I thought it was a pretty good show. Yeah, I I'll give it a thumbs up overall for sure. It's yeah. just it would have been nice to have less filler, but it's season yeah. one of a TV show. I like to give a lot of shows a a decent pass on season one, just because I, I mean I understand a lot of shows first seasons. You know, look at. Look at most of the shows you like. Probably most of them didn't have like the most amazing first season, or the first season was probably not the best. You know, yeah. I can think of you know most Star Trek and uh, Futurama. You know, season one's good, but like definitely gets better. Most shows, mm -hmm. the first season, they're still kind of finding their footing. Parks and Rec. Uh, there's a lot of shows that first season is a little lackluster, and then eventually they sort of hit their stride. Uh, you know, season three or so, and you get some good stuff, and then slowly fade out into a horrible drivel that just repeats itself over and over again. <laughs> season 32 of The Simpsons, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs>